Well, what's up? It's Trent. We've got Cole here, and uh, you're in. Yep, that's my man's. Got the woo whoop in the back, uh, and we are here for uh, another wild ride today. Zach is uh, hoo ooping uh, in the way, uh, watching his brother out in California right now. Uh, so he is living his best life, and you got us two today. So excited to get things kicked off. We got. Uh, a very interesting Burger King ad to talk about. We got uh, a Supreme campaign to talk about, and we got some Lego ads to talk about. So all around, great day. We got your fashion, we got your your building materials, and we got your food. So I hope you're ready for a uh, strap in, and let's get at it. Um, but how are you doing, Cole? How's your how's your beautiful face doing this fine Sunday morning? It is doing all right. Doing all right in this lovely morning. Um, Let's see. Yesterday, as you know, Trent, it was kind of rainy and gloomy, but it looks like today the sun has broken, ready for a good, good old Sunday. Got some cleaning to do, got some brunching to do, all hey. sorts of fun stuff uh, are ahead this morning. I don't know. How about you? How about you, man? There you go. It's good. It, it's uh, it's definitely the sun is broken in my east-facing window right now. I am blinded, so it's wow. good. Very feng shui, I think. Uh, I it know. literally hailed into my apartment yesterday. It was absolutely insane, and then it was sunny as hell for the rest of the day. So, gotta love LA. Love um, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, kind of start off here talking about uh, something that starts off one way and changes as time progresses too and that's a burger because in case you didn't know yes it does change (laughs) in case you didn't know uh, if you put a burger on a plate and it doesn't have any preservatives in it and you just let it sit there for over a month it'll get moldy (laughs) and uh, Burger King (laughs) that's right your favorite restaurant Favorite fast food chain. They thought it was a good idea to make an ad about that. Um, so we've got probably one of the more interesting things that I don't know how to process that I've seen definitely this year, maybe the last couple of years. Uh, they just, they have a 40 sec, 45 second video uh, set to the tune of uh, What a Difference a Day Makes by Aretha Franklin. And it's just, you're just watching a time lapse of the burger become super fucking moldy and nasty um and then you've got some out of home and print with like the whopper and then like day 28 for example and then the line is the beauty of no artificial preservatives and it's like super close up on the burger all in its moldy nasty self and then i will say the first first place that uh i encountered this was on social with a similar ad where it was a carousel basically where you had the left side of the whopper and it was looking all fresh and, and delectable there. And then as you scroll, you see it, the Whopper become more moldy as time goes on. And then finally you get to day 31 and it's just like a big blue mess. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, oof, a, far, a far cry from our old salad uh, carousel ad we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also involving food, though ours was not quite as moldy. Yeah, ours was... Ours was artificially fresh and enjoyable, just like this podcast. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting too. It's uh, you know, so you talk you talk about Fernando, Mr. Machado, and he's like, the idea is the beauty of real food is that it gets ugly. And it's like no shit, Sherlock. But <laughs> I feel like it's a very bold move to 
to do. And like, you, it's definitely a very bold take on like how to be like, yo, all right, we've got healthy food because it fucking decomposes. Um, but like, I would, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm curious what the conversations is. And I'm, I'm curious for your thoughts, Cole, because mm-hmm. it's definitely a very bold move because on the one hand, I'm like, damn, respect that Burger King's got like healthy, non-preserved food. On the other hand, I don't think I can ever look at a Burger King burger the same <laughs> way now. I don't even know if I can look at any burger the same way now. <laughs> exactly. Oh um, my gosh. I think, I mean, it, at first when I saw this, I thought it was kind of a little bit of a one-off. You know, Burger King, I feel like will do a lot of kind of stunts like this, you know, that, yeah, that like don't really tie into like the the brand as a whole, you know? So I thought that this was kind of maybe just one of those little stunts when I saw it on in Instagram. Um, but then as time's gone on here, I feel like the moldy burger has not wanted to go away. It's, it's <laughs> definitely been around all week. Um, I feel like I keep seeing it. I know Twitter has been having kind of a field day with it, a bunch of, and I I'd say that's honestly what has come to be one of the biggest successes of this campaign is kind of the earned, uh, media that it's got from this. I haven't seen any like major news outlets pick this up. I mean, they probably a few probably have, but um, I know a lot of other brands on Twitter responding to Burger King. Um, it definitely created a bit of a conversation. And of course, we had Ryan Reynolds, Aviation Gen, got it on the action here at some point as well. They released a, a similar video. Um, so you know, it's. Uh, it's definitely caught fire a little bit. It's kind of been the talk of the town this week, I feel like. And that's why that's why we felt like we needed to talk about it. But I mean, I'm seeing this on Out of Home. I'm seeing this all over the place. Um, I believe, though, this is mainly targeted for the European markets, correct? Where they're not using as many preservatives. Yeah, that's what I was um, seeing. It's like, uh, apparently the idea came about three years ago from David Miami. And... Uh, Burger King was straight up like, we just like the idea, but we're not actually doing this enough at a big enough scale to justify it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, I think uh, it kind of continued to build. But yeah, it is more for the European ones, especially because as they've gone, um, it's in the US too, but mostly in European countries, I think, because that's where they've really started recently switching over to no preservatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, Which I think it wild. says it's coming here by the end of 2020. Is that mm. we're oh, interesting in our, in our burgers as well? Yeah, mm. that's that's what I'm seeing here as well. So, so right now, my burgers are still safe. <laughs> exactly, and it looks like most of the out of home that I'm seeing is in Europe. So I think that maybe this is kind of you know we got like the the opening salvo with the the, the social media push here but maybe I'm, it's mostly I'm curious europe. how europe will handle it too knowing like it varies country by country but i feel like generally speaking a lot of european countries have a lot healthier of a relationship to food and like yeah. meals than america does and i'm curious if this is going to be more approachable and relatable for them or if they're going to be more weirded out by it or i don't know it's interesting exactly it's kind of because it kind of brings up the whole conversation of you know as americans we do have a lot of artificial preservatives in a lot of our foods most likely maybe a little bit more than they do in europe and other places like that so it's kind of interesting i mean i feel like this is a conversation that you know certain brands have obviously and talking about you know no preservatives no gmos you know all of those kind of you know, good signaling buzzwords and stuff like that. But 
it, I don't know. It's it'll kind of be interesting to see how this carries over as like a general message, or whether or not they're going to be, you know, is this like the beginning of, you know, Burger King kind of starting to go a more natural route, or you know, is this kind of just again sort of a stunt to to uh, bring attention to this? Yeah, and that's one of those things that too, like uh, just to call out too, really quick. I think. David Miami or David kind of came up with the original idea. And then there are two other agencies that worked on it, which is kind of weird. Uh, one being uh, Ingo from Sweden. So shout out Sweden. And then uh, Publicis. So kind of an interesting, odd three-way agency collab. But to your point too, uh, I'm just kind of reading through and looking at things. And it's kind of interesting to see like, there's an early opinion survey based off of the the campaign. Uh, and like 2000 Americans were uh, surveyed by civic science and it suggested that still more than half of the consumers after seeing those ads are not at all likely to eat at the chain uh, <laughs> in light of removal of artificial colors and preservatives and only 14 percent reported that they were very likely to eat there now so it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this pays off because i think that's been our complaint about burger king is they've gotten so stunty that it feels like there's not a ton of depth but then this is like a pretty like bold <laughs> So I'm curious to see how it works. I also want to highlight really quick too, you talked about brands responding. My favorite is Dude Wipes response, which I had never heard of them until I saw this tweet. But uh, they are essentially like a badass, like, like I don't know, baby wipe for dudes. You know what I mean? When you're taking a number two. And their tweet was literally just, def call me if you eat a, 30, a day 34 Whopper. And I'm like, all right, I respect their branding. So if you want to laugh, look at Dude Wipes Twitter because they're actually doing a pretty funny job of like, <laughs> jumping on like culture things like and just fucking tying them in definitely I, and, hey you know kind of building off of that too and kind of what we're talking about here i i just want to ask you a quick question trent and an open question to the audience as well you know we've kind of seen you know it feels like every couple of weeks we have something to talk talk about with burger king that they do some you know crazy stunt thing like that that like really you know, gets people talking and, you know, brings the brand back into the conversation. But do you feel like doing all of these stunts is really kind of starting to be at a detriment to their brand? Because I feel like if you ask me, what does Burger King stand for? You know, what is Burger King all about right now? I feel like I couldn't really answer that for you just because each one of these stunts kind of, you know, it shines a new light on a specific aspect of the business. But I feel like I don't have as clear of a picture of the brand as a whole, if that makes sense. I don't know. What do you think, Trent? Do you think that this is a, a move a in the or in the right direction? Or do you think that they're just continuing to muddy the waters here? Because are they, I mean, are they continuing honestly, to decay their brand recognition with uh, like a moldy burger? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's odd. Like that, I think that's been our complaint about it in the past. Like, I don't think I could nail down one thing like, they're because like they've done so many different stunts for different social things political things uh that like i don't even know like how i would synthesize that you know like i honestly think they are a little bit of like the the crazy like the 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 cringy gotcha kind of like ads you know what i mean like that's what i always think about with burger king and i feel like they do need to do like some broader more consistent brand building but then like the flip side is like I don't know. I'm curious if this is, this has to, these all have to be part of like some greater vision, but mm -hmm. I'm curious at a certain point if people start tuning them out. Exactly. I think that's why this like, felt like it broke through so much more because it was just so unexpected, but I don't know how you keep backing that up. 
Exactly. Because then it's like you kind of just have to keep topping yourself in a way. And I mean, I feel like Fernando Machado has really breathed a lot of life into not only this brand, but, you know, we talk about Popeyes, we talk about other um, brands that are part of uh, Restaurants International that, you know, have kind of done some really cool things recently. But, you know, it all feels like it's just about staying on the edge of culture as opposed to actually building a brand more mm-hmm. so in some ways. But, yeah, you know, but that's it's still really too, positive in the sense yeah. that I feel like they get more cred, though. They're, they're definitely, I'd say, the most social media literate of the fast food chains, I feel like. Them or Wendy's, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, close either way. I mean, that's the thing, though, is like it's interesting because like you look at Old Spice, they essentially do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where... They are just trying to be on that creating edge of culture. But I feel like we could all sit here and say that we better understand what Old Spice's brand is relative to Burger King's. True, um, but I feel like Old Spice is a little bit more branding to like what they do. You know, all of their spots have a similar like style to them. I mean, it kind of all builds off of the, you know, the original, you know, I'm on a horse ad you know, it all kind of falls from that. Whereas Burger King, I mean, you have like the net neutrality stuff, you have like this sort of social media one-off stuff, you have, you know, Stranger Things tie-ins, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place a little bit. Yeah, I think to that point, I probably need to get some kind of, I don't know, the, I don't know what it is, if it's like adding in some kind of a mnemonic or something to just continue to tie these spots together. So even if they're doing different stunts, it at least feels like it's part of a same world, similar to like what old spice does. I think, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause um, it's like, you wonder what really moves the needle. You know, you, you read off all of those <laughs> stats and like most people looking at a moldy burger are not like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, honey, get the kids. We're taking them. We're taking them in. If they go down, it's okay. They hate it. They eat healthy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave us. I'm going to leave us with yeah. this quote um, for this ad. Uh, Mold grows in a very inconsistent way. We had to work for several months with different samples to be able to showcase the beauty. Yes. The beauty of something which is usually considered undesirable. I never thought I would become a specialist in mold, but that was required to make this one happen. Bjorn Stahl, executive creative director, Ingo said in a statement. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So shout out Sweden. You never know what it's going to be doing a science experiment in the agency. (laughs) That's true. It's, it's true. It's true. Um, (laughs) uh, It's like when they're like, usually it's like a brand is like, Oh, don't take that out of the fridge. We need to shoot it later. Literally. Do you walk into the kitchen though and just see a burger and it's like, don't touch that. We're filming. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely caused some spark. We had a couple people, uh, dming us uh, over the course of the week like asking our thoughts so shout out all of you that were asking about it uh definitely hit us up let us know on social what you think and if you think it works for burger king or not because it's very interesting uh, it's it's an interesting time for them um speaking of interesting times uh we live in a time where supreme rules and hype beasts are everything um but did you know that uh you can get a supreme oreo because i think that that's probably peak peak supreme peak hype beast happenstance um apparently supposedly it was uh several years in the making uh which is kind of sad because i feel like that just speaks to the very long (laughs) chain of command uh at oreo um 
but uh yeah they they're they're coming out with uh they come out with supreme oreos so just want to talk about the collab it's uh very expensive it's uh it's it's uh you know it's an eight dollars for a three pack like three oreos uh compared to a typical 399 pack for 36 oreos um so there's definitely a little bit of a price difference there, a little bit of different value, but they're literally they're they're the regular white filling with like red cookie and supreme smacked in the middle, kind of wild. I think it's like interesting too, like they're actually releasing in like Supreme's like stores, and then like a week later they'll be available online. Um, it's just funny too, like Supreme shares it out and they get sixty thousand likes and sixteen thousand retweets within a day, and then Oreo tweets it out and they get 3200 likes and 750 retweets it's like you can tell there's two different communities there um <laughs> it's uh it's kind of interesting to popular, see not, not not as popular, popular. As supreme. that's the thing like it's interesting to see i'm curious like for oreo i feel like it has to be good because they're tapping into something that has a huge following uh, mm-hmm. and i think they're trying to get brand some credibility off of that for supreme it feels a little bit like one of those like all right, no harm, no foul kind of partnerships if it doesn't work out. But I'm curious what you think of the partnership, what you think the logic is behind it. Me? And if I mean, you are going to buy them. I, I mean... <laughs> and if you I buy them, like are people, you going to preserve I mean, them and let them sit there and become moldy one day? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, I feel like it's almost become a meme. And I feel like this is like become peak of like supreme. Um you know that they they really put they're starting to put their logo on a lot of different things um yeah and i feel like the i mean i'm i'm not the expert to say like oh supreme's gotten you know crappy over the past few years i don't really think it has i think the brand is is really if anything grown in value but um they definitely have been they haven't been that judicious and they've definitely been sharing their logo out in a lot of places um and i feel like oreo this is like the latest example of that i mean i'm looking through some of their gear here i mean they've got bike helmets with supreme on it i think these are these look like bulletproof vests um, <laughs> with the supreme logo on it like it's like a clear a see-through like supreme lock. will literally save exactly. your life it's it's everything um but uh, you know, I think I think it does tap into that sort of hype beast kind of culture. And I mean, but again, I feel like this is almost similar, a similar stunt to the Burger King thing. Whereas, I mean, you know, maybe they'll sell, you know, a few thousand Supreme Oreos, but, you know, that's not really what this is for, obviously. Um, and I think that, you know, I love, I, I actually am someone who is a limited edition Oreo aficionado. So mm. whenever I'm in the store and I see that new limited edition Oreo, whether it's caramel apple, whether it's oh. birthday cake, whether it's <laughs> there have been some questionable flavors over the years. I will yeah, say a there was once a pie, I believe there was a hot tamales one oh time flavor. God. That was pretty sacrilegious. But I'm willing to try yeah, pretty much any limited edition Oreo. <laughs> but still, that's really expensive for these. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna start surfing the web to find try to find these um but it's interesting you know it it definitely made me think about oreo again holy shit update three days after oreo shared the news of its supreme collaboration a pack of the cookies is going for ten thousand six hundred dollars on ebay with 54 bids that's three thousand five hundred thirty three dollars per cookie see now that's (laughs) 
I, do you think do you think if we left the oreo out for 30 days do you think that it would mold i feel that's like I mean. it's exactly the same <laughs> yeah see that's he, that's true that's a that's some brand risk for supreme you know they don't want to see the supreme logo getting moldy that could be detrimental <laughs> mm-hmm. do you feel like yeah do you feel like hype beasts you know that kind of culture do you feel like that is on the upswing now or on the downswing because i mean we've seen things like okay like virgil abloh is the head of Louis Vuitton now you know we've seen kind of like sneakerhead culture and all of this stuff kind of get to the forefront I mean it seems like it's still definitely around but do you think that you know we're going to keep seeing tie-ins like this with this hype beast sort of culture or do you think that there's you know I don't even know and I don't even know that I'm the one to have an insightful comment on it but what I will say is like it feels like it's more mainstream than ever Mm-hmm. which i think in a way means it's close to going away yeah we're, we're getting um, we're getting out of the peak yeah peak we're maybe at peak here. and we're gonna start to but then With again the Oreo I, supreme. <laughs> yeah right that'll be like in the history books is like the timeline the marker on the timeline exactly this is the point get, get like, your hype stuff now because it's because <laughs> <laughs> even looking at this thing it's like for their supreme's 2020 line it's They've also got like Supreme Ziploc bags, Speedo goggles, basketballs, Fuji film packs, Zippo lighters, and Hanes underwear. Like, ladies and guys out there, just if you if you go home with someone and you see him or her is wearing Supreme Hanes underneath those pants, just do yourself a favor and leave. Like, <laughs> avoid that disaster before it happens. <laughs> Wasn't it? There was still the Supreme Brick, though. Am I right? So I mean, they have done crazy shit before. <laughs> like, <laughs> but still, this is this is another level. And my favorite. I, I will. Yeah. I'll end with this. Hey, you can get it for one hundred sixty-three dollars on StockX. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, for that brick, exactly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I guess this isn't really. What are we really saying? This isn't new to Supreme. But <laughs> my favorite comment, I think, from all of this is someone that's just said clout flavor Mm. (laughs) (laughs) now i don't know what flavor these oreos are but i think clout flavor is definitely on the menu so (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty funny it's uh it's interesting it's interesting though you see the brand loyalty that occurs with these things and i guess it allows you the flexibility to do shit like this you know obviously there will be the people who are annoyed with supreme but there's also the people who are still obsessed with it and in that and in that way i don't know if supreme ever really goes away uh same thing like cards against humanity right like they can sign they can sell a box that's empty for like 50 plus dollars and people will buy it you know what i mean Uh it's like just because they like the meme of it and they want to support the company so it's, it's it's interesting to see but uh so you've reached a place in culture where people will buy anything that you put your name on because because of the brand mm-hmm. and there you go mm-hmm. all right i think um, i think we've we've milked this enough we've uh <laughs> su- yeah supreme milk and cookies um oh my god red milk bro like oh, oh that's something i'd be <laughs> having with. strawberry milk with those oreos um, exactly right speaking of uh you know brand love i think something we love seeing is lego uh they've really done a good job of like channeling the creativity of children off of these lego movies they've done 
Uh, and for a while, that had only been really what they had been doing for marketing. We've talked on shows here in Salad previously about like a global campaign they started and kind of similarly going along with this, their internal uh, creative agency aptly named the Lego Agency uh, did a cool kind of campaign recently where they filmed um, children. They brought children in and gave them a Lego City police set and just kind of asked them to play and plot out a movie as they're like playing through the set. <clears throat> And uh, it's cool. So they took those ideas and turned it into like a fake movie trailer that's live action and like real people, not Legos. So it starts off very cinematic. Um, And then it starts like maybe midway through in this 90 second spot. It starts jumping back and forth between like the real videos of the kids talking through things. And then like the, the, the main character in the live action film saying those lines and like acting them out. Um, it's funny because it is so cinematic, but then you can tell there's those little nods to like kind of child creativity where like the, the hero throws a lollipop on the ground in, in front of the speeding getaway truck and then the truck hits the lollipop and flips over. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. That's just like, oh, only a kid could think of that. Like or like a titanium fish bomb. You know what I mean? Or three billion trillion dollar dollar diamond. Like it's just like little funny things like that. It's uh. It's cute to see. They've got a longer form, too. It's two and a half minutes that you can watch through. Uh, they worked with Hobby Film uh, to produce it. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be shown in cinemas, online, and on TV, which feels like the right kind of a buy for something like this. If you think about it, like you're trying to advertise to kids, get them in the movies, get them on YouTube, and have them see it on like their, their favorite TV shows. Um, but yeah, curious for your thoughts, Cole. I just honestly watched it and just felt really happy. So I definitely, it's a wholesome spot. <laughs> I recommend mm-hmm. you check it out. No, it definitely, it definitely is super wholesome. And I mean, I feel like it takes you right back to like, I mean, as, as a kid, I was super into Legos too. And I mean, I would definitely do a lot of stuff like this. I mean, it's like, you know, you're throwing them together, you're making stories, you're, you know, playing around and whatnot. And I feel like this definitely captures that moment that, you know, that kids have. And I mean, it does it in kind of a cool way. I, I feel like too, it's like, as a kid, you always wish that you're, you know, you're, whatever you're playing out with the Legos could be turned into like a real movie or put up on the the big screen. And I feel like this kind of captures that, you know, in a cool way. Um, and it's funny too, you know, obviously with all of the weird quirky stuff, the titanium fish, the, you know, all of the weird stuff that the kids bring to it. Um, but I feel like it, it kind of ties in with Legos kind of broader theme of um, kind of bringing creativity into play. You know, they, they really, do a lot with kind of you know it's kind of their leg to stand on that you know people can use legos to create anything they want you know they kind of let kids uh live out their imaginations and do cool stuff like this you know it's like the what this ad shows is playing out you know in maybe hundreds of bedrooms around the world um and i feel like it does a good job of capturing that um i feel like too you know we've kind of seen it's kind of been a patchwork a little bit from Lego, you know, they have the movies, which are kind of almost like their, their main form of advertising. And then they also have like, um, you know, I think they, they released a, a brand campaign spot last year, if I remember correctly, where it was kind of that similar thing with, I think it was like kids, you know, kind of racing around in Lego cars and stuff like that. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, yeah. again, kind of emphasizing the creativity that you can bring to Lego and whatnot. Um, so I feel like this is kind of par for the course for them, but you know, it's always great to see a heartwarming spot of, 
especially British kids um, <laughs> playing with Legos <laughs> and talking about the fun stories that they create. So, I mean, I, I think it was really, I, I think it was really good. Um, yeah, I think you, you, minute, you hit a good point of like, they just do a good job of capturing like that childlike creativity. Honestly, in a way, it almost has the same effect on me as the Fisher Price ads from Widen did, just because it makes me yeah. want to do that again too. And to your point, like the fact that it is playing out in like so many different like bedrooms and living rooms across the world in a similar way. It's it's cool to see that, you know, I feel like if I was, I mean, having been in that audience, I feel like watching that ad, you see that and you're like, yeah. And you just want to get even more Legos and do even more fun things. Like damn, those Mars Lego sets, the Mars mission. Mm, those were <laughs> oh, fire. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember saving up on the whole like Mars landing base, like huge oh set. And it was like, oh. Yeah. That's the thing. Legos are expensive. They're oh. not cheap. <laughs> they were, yeah. No, I think about like, honestly, the amount of chores and like money saving things I did to like buy Legos as a kid. I'm like, damn, I could have like saved that yeah. and like had money for rent. <laughs> you know? Honestly, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you bring up the Fisher Price ad though, because it kind of hits on that same thing. And it's like you you wonder too whether it's like more aimed for kids or adults, you know? Yeah. And the tagline for this one at the end is how will your kids catch crooks? So it's kind of interesting that I think that they are really using this kind of childlike, you know, child children telling stories through toys, you know, and kind of child's imagination, but framed for the parents you know yeah, that's a good point. for the people that are actually going to be shelling out the the cash and it's interesting to see i think that's a really good point you bring up i think to uh get really sappy here i think that's the beauty of advertising is you can have the same intent same kind of creative insight and you can get two completely different executions that both feel really cool yeah. um which i kind of feel like is what's happened here uh, so it's kind of fun to see and compare uh, and look back across them uh, for Definitely. sure admittedly though i will say i'll I do. I think I like the Fisher Price ones a little bit more. Hey, I mean, honestly, that's fair. I feel like, well, that's the thing too is the Fisher Price ones just have so much more production value. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what can I say? It's widened. This, this, yeah, it's widened, and this feels more like uh, this feels more like a kind of quick shoot. Put it on the YouTube page. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but I will say this one did have a lot of production value with the uh, the it, Lego, it like with matter. the you know, the film that they put together, it's mm -hmm. like an action movie kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, it would be cool to see more of that, honestly. Like uh, the, the, the concept of jumping between like what kids were saying and then the actual thing, it was kind of a cool little, um, kind of, uh, I forget the word, but, um, Oh, cool little device. There we go. Jeez. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to, to tell the story. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we've got today. So, all right. Hope you enjoy the rest of your days, boys and girls. But uh, it's been good. It's been fun hanging. Yeah, some, <laughs> some interesting convos. We talked a little bit hype beast. I don't know. I feel like this all kind of makes us think about, you know, brands being on the edge of culture versus, you know, kind of establishing long-held values. You know, we kind of had Oreo and Burger King with their, their social media, you know, attention grabbers and then lego with a little bit more heartfelt brand piece yeah here's a question for the audience uh and for you to noodle on cole as we go go throughout our days i do not think that this is correct but is it possible that as 
people get more and more kind of focused on like the right here and now shorter attention spans more of that social media world are brands feeling that it's better to be stunty and just keep living on the next idea and thinking that people don't have the intention span to hold uh, a weight with a uh, full-on brand campaign at this point very curious i don't think that that's true but it is an interesting little thesis to posit here for all of you on your day as you drive into work walk to class and uh jam out to salad at the gym <laughs> there you go i'm gonna say it's all about activating audiences mm. all right well we're gonna activate you right now listening yeah. and say follow us on social salad podcast <laughs> and uh keep the conversation going send us your questions we're gonna do an ama soon hopefully so send those in and keep us keep the conversation going with us on social let's chat <laughs> all right <laughs> yep sounds good you can follow us do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh we will catch you guys here back again same time same place next week. Ooh, have an fantastic week. Off the sneeze. <laughs> <laughs>